And uh, hello, and welcome to episode 63 of Friends of the Show. I am Stephen W. Skinner, and this is my podcast where I chat with some of the funniest people from the internet. This week's friend is a great and funny writer, comedian, and podcaster. Her podcast, Cavern of Secrets, just relaunched after hiatus. One of my oldest Twitter pals and whom I almost met, it's Lauren Mitchell at Internet Lauren on Twitter. This is a very nice chat with some Toronto and Canada-specific references, including Drake, renewing your health card, and she breaks down how to be a better ally. This was a fun one. Lauren has a great answer to some great questions sent in to my great listeners. Coming to you straight from the T-Dot, it's Friend of the Show, episode 63 with Internet Lauren. Yeah, I feel like Skype is so weird, I like never use it, so every time I go to log in, I'm always like... What the fuck is my password? And then yeah. I'm, like, dicking around in it for so long, like, trying to figure out. The interface doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, I have to admit. No, it's so. not great. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> and we can agree on that, so. Yeah, truly awful. Anyways. All right, you sound good, so that's the sound check. <laughs> we did it. We did it. And then, thusly, the podcast will begin when I play the theme. Yes, uh, this week's friend is a feminist and comedian from Toronto and has been a Twitter acquaintance of mine for many years. Very funny and great on Twitter, good writer, and a podcast host and great interviewer herself. And I always wanted to talk to her. It's Lauren Mitchell at Internet Lauren. Welcome to the pod. Oh, thank you for having me to the pod, as we say (laughs) in the business. Is that what we say? Uh, I've been just winging it here. (laughs) I don't know. So yeah, you're you, doing great. <laughs> thank you. As a veteran podcast producer, but your your podcast was sort of like next level. Like it was like a professional. It was a professional setup, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so I worked with Hazlitt on Cavern of Secrets, which is the podcast. Yes. I'm actually. It's funny you bring it up because I'm actually working on some new episodes right now, Ooh, uh, which scoop. is exciting. When was the last episode uh, released for that one? Oh, God, like when we were looking back into it, it was like in 2016, which feels like eight million years ago. (laughs) Now in Internet time, each year is like 40 years. Oh, my God. I also just feel like I don't I don't know, like the like American election. Like, I feel like it just drags out. You know what I mean? Anyways, I feel like it's been eight million years. It's been eight million years and we're in a weird part of the cycle right now. So we're, they're just ramping up to do it all over again. (laughs) So yeah. And as are we currently in Canada. So don't forget to register to vote. Oh, very good point. Yes. All Canadian listeners get out there and vote. You got to do it. I go to my local School and do it. <laughs> At the end of the street, yeah. you got to do it. It's nice. Honestly, Just... voting in Canada is so fucking easy. Like, I feel like every time I go to vote, I'm like, show up with like my license, like a piece of mail <laughs> yeah. that's like, this bitch lives here, and they're just like. Yep, just sign this thing. All right, tell you, like, you're registered to vote here. Like, in America, it's actually really fucking hard to, like, they actively make it really difficult. So, you know what I mean? Like, Canada's not the best, but like, some things, it's like, you know, active voter suppression, I don't think, is, like, 
ob- super obvious voter suppression is not happening anyways. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness for that, right? It's insane <laughs> that people are dealing with that. And what year are we in? I thought we were in modern times, but apparently we're back in old the government gaslighting people or like what is going on? Yeah, I don't, man, we're all going to die. It's fine. So. We're all going to die and it's fine. Yeah, we're living in the, <laughs> this is like the pre-apocalypse. But, and the thing is like, we all know that it is, but it's like, what are we going to do? We can't really, it yeah, feels, it here, feels like, like we putting, can't do anything. Yeah, I'm like putting my money into a savings account. I guess for what? Yeah, that that's for sure a real thing. <laughs> it's not just like some uh, digits on a spreadsheet somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we just need tangible things. That's what I think. We're going to need some like, I'm going to need a stockpile like tangible things. Yeah, you know? you're going to become a doomsday prepper. You've seen those guys? <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you ever, have you watched that show? On no, I've Netflix? never seen it, but I, okay. I like the, I like their, I like their vibe. Their vibe is like pretty much always <laughs> scary white guys with guns <laughs> okay maybe i don't um, like the vibe as yeah well. it's actually like in one episode like this guy's like showing his two sons like how to shoot a gun in the desert and then he like shoots his own foot in some <laughs> extremely like fucking ricky from trailer park boys shit you know what I mean? yeah classic <laughs> yeah couldn't have written it I, any better <laughs> <laughs> no like i was like this is, these people are anyways it's fine they're their <laughs> own doomsday and they could never prepare yeah. for it <laughs> The emotional doomsday was one you created for yourself. Well, I'm glad that we are. We just acknowledge that we're living in the apocalypse, but it's all it's fine. You're listening to a podcast. Life is good. Yeah, it's very. <laughs> it's good. Yep, it's good. I'm actually, you know, I'm making. I'm in the midst of making a really nice pasta right now, so my house smells really nice. When we're done this, I'm gonna like eat a big meal. So ah, beautiful. What kind of pasta? Uh, well, I got some zucchini that I wanted to use up, so I, like, sliced it kind of thin, and I'm in the process of roasting that, and then I'm, like, making a, a tomato sauce, so that shit's got to go off for, like, an hour. Like, you got to let your tomato sauce kind of do a do a low and slow type of thing. So let it simmer. Um, yeah, just letting, it, just letting it rock currently, and uh, it should be ready to roll by the time. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, no, I think uh, you're kind of like a foodie. Um, I was going to mention, I watched an Instagram story of you got making like, what were they? Pop-Tarts? Like homemade? Oh, yeah. My friend and I, do you watch the Bon Appetit YouTube channel? Uh, No, but I should, I guess. It's so good. It's like really wholesome content and all the people that they have. It's kind of like if the Food Network actually was about, like, teaching you how to cook. You know what I mean? Right. Instead so of these like, flashy show-offs. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, good recipes. And they make, like, little shows. It's, like, very nice. It's really well done. And so one of the chefs, her name's Claire. She's a pastry chef. She's really great. And she has the show where she, it's called Gourmet Makes. And she recreates, like, junk food like classic american junk food in a gourmet fashion like using her pastry chef skills and all that shit so recently some she makes like insane shit like she makes skittles and gushers and like all this shit that it's like a very charming show because she gets very frustrated through the process she's like (laughs) i fucking hate this shit like why do i do this and then it usually like turns out pretty good so the pop tarts that she made were partway through the episode. She says that it's like something that a person at home could actually try, which is like not what the other recipes end up turning out to be. Right. So my friend and I were like, 
yeah, we can make like a nice thin pie crust and like a strawberry filling and a icing. And I made homemade sprinkles for some reason. So yeah, we just <laughs> also, I'm like unemployed right now. So I don't have anything better to do than like <laughs> apply for jobs and like do a, a baking project that takes eight hours. I mean, yeah, that's a good thing, right? You got to focus on something. Yeah. 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 So cooking is good yeah cooking's great and uh yeah i really enjoyed that story and from the reviews it looks like it tasted great it did taste really good it's just like i mean who's mad about like a little hand pie right it's like a really nice flaky pie crust oh i love those yeah flaky pie crust it's so good yeah it's delicious so we everyone follow you on instagram for more great baking and flaky pie crusts maybe shot of that tomato sauce simmering Add that to the story. Yeah. I'm not super consistent. But yeah, maybe maybe I'll throw this. <laughs> maybe I'll throw the tomato. Yeah, on, I, uh, the, on the story. I'm not. Uh, I'm not very consistent on Instagram stories. I don't think I very do it very often. But I enjoy watching them, and I you know enjoy watching uh, what people are up to. It's fun, you know. Like, oh, you're traveling again. Very good. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love a travel one. Yeah. Love a travel. I, I have one friend from high school who's like. Literally climbs mountains, like, all the time. Like, oh, on top of another mountain, eh? Pretty cool. Yeah. People sometimes are like, how? What's going on over there? Like, how is... <laughs> I like to do that that much. But then sometimes I think that people... Do you know what I mean? It's all about perception. Because sometimes people to me, I travel... Like, when I was working, I traveled a lot for work. And so people be like, oh, my God, you're always traveling. And I'd be like, well... Like, I'm not really. And I'm also going, like, kind of boring places, like, for work. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's not always that fun, you know. What else do I got on my list of time? Oh, I'm looking at some old tweets, and I guess we tweeted to each other about Drake, because that's a thing. Yeah, you, probably. You there know about Drake. There was a time Drake. in my life where I thought a lot more about Drake, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably in the Drake-heavy days of, like, 2014 yeah. or something? 2015, probably? Yeah, that What was era like... of Drake was that? Is that Take Care? What era? <laughs> no, that's, um... That's post take care. That's uh, uh, nothing was the same. Oh yes, and it never and was. <laughs> fucking! If you're reading this, it's too late. Oh yeah, that was that's the, like peak Drake for me, actually. That is. What's your What's your hot jam from that one? Um. Well. Oh man, there's actually a lot of good shit. Uh, I like worst behavior goes off still. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um. Like running through the six, like you know what I mean, like right. Uh, that was all the we six. Were, that was the they six. Were like, was taken yeah, out. that was. I mean, I think we've we've gone back. Like, I mean, it's always been like T dot to people who live here. I feel like you know, or people who are like six yeah. is like a very American thing because like that's what became popular in America. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like you're for if you're from southwestern Ontario, like, or even if you're from Canada, like we all know Cardinal. Like, it's a T dot. Yeah, he got there first, Cardinal Fischel, and he said, it's T-Dot, and that's what it is. It's also better, I think. Like, the six is, like, I don't know. I feel like T-Dot's timeless, and the six is, like, eh. Yeah, and it's, like, area codes, man, in the future, there won't even be area codes, man. Yeah, we're going back to a mail system. So. <laughs> it's going to be postal codes. You're going to need to know T-Dot, O-Dot is, yeah. the, po- is the like, way you say the city on, yeah. when you're mailing stuff to people. So <laughs> think about that. I like postal codes better. Shout out. <laughs> L-A-B. L-A-B crew, where are you at? <laughs> 
Oh my god! I'm like, what is my postal code? <laughs> oh man, it is. It's you know what's you know what's ridiculous. So I moved and I had to learn my postal code, oh, and god. like a year or so after I moved, I had just learned it. Like I just had got it down. They changed it. They just changed my postal code. I've never heard of that happening. And I've talked to other people. And I'm like, change my postal code? No, that that's ridiculous. That would never happen. But they did it, and I had to learn it all over again. That happened to me when I was a kid. They changed oh. the postal card in the town where I grew up. Like, they split it because uh, it was getting too big. Yeah, that's probably what happened, some sort of resubsectioning of it. But, man, I had to learn a new postal code. <laughs> I know. I've had, I feel like I've had to learn so many postal codes, which is like, I feel like, honestly, every time I move and I have to remember a new address, like, I swear to God, I only have enough room in my brain for one address at a time. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get my, like, I had lost my wallet, so I need to get a new health card. I had my fucking red and white health card. So now I'm on the situation. Of, I have to like, <laughs> yeah. anyways, a tragedy, as you know. So the lady at the Ontario, uh, service you know, Ontario. Legal, yeah. Yeah. Service Ontario. I was at one in a Canadian tire. If you can believe that that's the real <laughs> uh, thing. Yeah. That's a great place to go for your fishing license. <laughs> yeah. I was like, people were like getting tires and I was going to get my health. <laughs> Cause I got a tiny desk. Yeah. Like, one so lady in a computer. Yeah. It was actually like just a for real office. It was just in this Canadian tire up at fucking Keel and St. Clair. <laughs> Anyways, the lady was like, what address did you like? She was trying to ask me like the, the previous address that they would have had me file. Oh, under. Yeah. And I was like trying to remember like three addresses back. And I was like, oh, it's gone. I don't <laughs> like it's out. Yeah. It's why would open. you keep it? <laughs> yeah. I like don't need to know when I drive past it you know what i mean i know what house i lived in but i yeah i that i was like i don't know i was feeling such anxiety in that moment very caffeinated feeling a lot of anxiety in the canadian tire service ontario um yeah those places can be very stressful especially if, yeah. you know because you have to have all your documents in the right order or whatever and like oh, how many times you go and you just missing one little one thing you gotta leave and go and you can't do it that day or whatever you know such a tragedy it's these things (laughs) we live in a society (laughs) the right time to say that yeah that is that's correct (laughs) all right (laughs) so um i did almost meet you one time it was you were opening for aparna nancherla oh yeah at uh the old comedy bar shout out to comedy bar yeah uh, I think it was a was it a JFL forty two backed show or was it? No, was I think like it sp- was like one of the like people who bring in comics in the city brought her in and right. like they an asked Atlas me to open type for thing. her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I yeah, so I went to that show and uh, you opened. It was very funny and Parno was great. Uh, and I sat with friend of the show. Darren Springer, and that was great. Oh, Darren! Yeah, what a and, lovely person. Uh, yeah, and so Darren was great. We sat together, enjoyed the show, and then after, you were standing outside, and I was like, "Oh, I, th- I should, yeah, should I meet her?" But you were like, you know, and uh, surrounded by a mob of fans and adorers. <laughs> like even Darren Springer was just like. Hey, like kind of from the outside, like, hey, <laughs> how's it going? And uh, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, let's, I'll just go. I'll go. But I almost met you that one time, that fate, one fateful night. Oh, uh, well, I think probably like a lot of friends of mine came to that show because it was like 
actually a good show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a very yeah. good show, like good to go to, even if your friend is an opening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that was the thing. I was like, either way, you're going to see really good comedy tonight. So like it might be me. It might be someone else. It's definitely going to be someone else. Uh, <laughs> so like it's a pretty win win sitch. And also, like, Comedy Bar is good, and, like, the prices for the shows are always really reasonable, considering they bring in, like, good people there. Yeah, sometimes it's uh, it's insane, and, like, word to the big people has gotten out about Comedy Bar, so they don't yeah. mind, like, dropping in. Everyone knows, like, that's the spot yeah. to do a drop-in or to, yeah, to, like, surprise people. Uh, yeah. I remember I got a note that Eddie Izzard was like just dropping in and doing an hour show at comedy bar one time. So I uh, emailed my aunt who was a big fan and she got tickets. She got like the last tickets to it. And she's like, that was one of the best shows she's ever seen. you like yeah. fourth row for Eddie Izzard in a tiny club where like he's playing huge theaters and stuff now, like all over the other world and stuff. Yeah. Cause even the big theater in comedy bar, cause like for those of you who've never been to comedy bar on, What's that? Bloor and Ossington in Toronto. Bloor and Ossington in Toronto, yeah. Ontario. The T-Dot. Yeah. In a basement. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to go downstairs to go in. Do you know what? The food's not bad and the beer is cheap and always cold. Uh, and it's got a nice bar in the center and then there's two theaters. And one's a really small space. Uh, it's really nice. They can fit about 40 people in there. And it's like, I've been into some amazing shows in that room. And then the other room fits about like 100 people, maybe 150 on a... Yeah, 150 with standing room at the back, like where it's all packed. I was in uh, some shows where it's just like packed out all the way to the back. I think I saw like a Doug Doug Loves Movies where I had to like stand right at the back by the door. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been to like JFL 42 shows there where that was the like, that was where I was watching from like all the way in the back. But it's cool. It's like even that space is like really intimate and like quite small comparatively to even like something like a Yuck Yucks or like, like if you're going to see someone at like one of the bigger, like a Princess Elizabeth or Sony Center or whatever. Yeah, which I have seen them all. All the the venues from the top of the Sony Center all the way to, I guess, the cabaret space at Comedy Bar would be a small, smallest venue. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, well, the real great. thing is, is that like there's comedy bars or there's comedy shows all over. Like I have a comedy show. Uh, it's at the Garrison, second Tuesday of every month. Here we go. Um, <laughs> come through. The Garrison is great. But like I've done comedy in like, pizza restaurants in like do you know what I mean like yeah I've done comedy in very weird places like in the middle of the day or like at night comedy is a um, real gorilla it can be a real gorilla thing <laughs> yeah so like probably if you're I mean god am I suggesting you go watch like amateur comedy shows yeah I am I'm suggesting you come <laughs> to mine I book good people sometimes famous I've People have done my show. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. Who are we talking about? Let's get some name drops here. Let's get some credits. Who else you worked Uh, with? Well, do you know Mark Little's been on our show? Friend of the show. Uh, Mark Little. Friend of the show. Good guy. Funny guy. Dave Merhej. He has a Netflix special. Uh, Good friend. Bad grammar. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Ian Smith also has a Netflix special. Very funny. Uh, Yeah, like so many great... Natalie Norman, a wonderful woman who has an amazing comedy album out right now called The Big Reveal. So she's great. To me, she's famous in Canada. And <laughs> yeah, she's got the, the podcast, right, as well? Is yeah, 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 yeah. She's has had, they had a podcast called The Crimson Wave, which is all still available online. 
Check it out. Yeah. And that was a show, too. That was a very popular, long-running, great uh, comedy live show. It is. It's still happening. Oh, the, the live show Every- still goes great, and oh. the podcast is over. Yeah, every Sunday at 9 at Comedy Bar. Great fucking show. Very long-running, great, great show. show. Yeah. So, yeah, there's always, like, if you were ever interested in seeing a comedy show, much like music and, like, theater and, like, art and stuff, in Toronto, like, there's probably something happening in your neighborhood, yeah, I would guess. Yeah, go check it out. <laughs> yeah. Go see something. Uh-huh. Also, I get not wanting to leave your house, so you know what I mean? Like, uh, Yeah, that is that is good, too. I mean, <laughs> uh, not leaving your house is so good. There's so it's so less stressful. Yeah, I mean, you're sitting in your house. I'm sitting in my house, and it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> nothing worried. Nothing worried about anything right now. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, uh, so I did intro you as a feminist because uh, I did read an article, and that is how you were <laughs> introed. Yeah, I mean, I'm not mad about that. Like, I I am, so <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. I mean, you can't call me whatever you want. That is not what I meant. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. What can I call you? <laughs> this is what uh, I, I need to get some uh, some great feminist tips here. How can I be a better <laughs> ally? <laughs> I mean, just like supporting the women in your life, not supporting people that the women in your life have said are abusive in any way, I guess. That's, like, the one thing I feel like men can do is, like, take it back to your own people. Like, are people in your own community, like, being shitty? Like, are your dude friends causing harm to the to women and women around you? Like, maybe start, like, noticing that stuff. Start noticing how, like, your female friends, like, act around certain friends of yours and think about maybe why that is and why they haven't said anything to you about it. You know, so, like, I think it's good to just, like, check in with your own self and with your own community and like try to do what you can like to like you know try to communicate with those people try to try to help them or at least like maybe if they're not willing to be helped like not not fucking with those people publicly or privately i get it it's a it's starts with awareness you gotta Mm -hmm. be aware of who you're hanging out with and maybe how other people (laughs) are reacting to them yeah. We're talking and about if, them. If men around you say like sexist things, you can be like, oh, yo, that's like sexist and you shouldn't say it. You know? Like if someone around you was like, I don't know, if people, it's the same thing if like if people around you are like saying shit about gay people or yeah. trans people <laughs> or like, black people or people of color, like you should be like, yo, that's actually like not chill and it's like not right and you're kind of a shitty person for saying that. So that's just like a good light. That's a good like life vibe and tip. Yeah, that's a good base level, baseline level. Yeah, I would say like especially for you know cis straight white men, like there's certain times when like I don't know, like as a woman, like I don't necessarily always want to get in a fight with a dude about it because like I don't know, dudes sometimes like men can be like violent or whatever, and it's the same thing. Like if you're like a queer person or a person of color, or whatever, you shouldn't have to be like justifying your existence to someone. So it's like nice when people with privilege step in and say like, Hey, you know, from me to you from privilege to privilege, like it's, that's not chill, you know? Yes. Got it. Well, great. That's great tips. And I think it's just nice to be reminded of that in nowadays because 
sort of like all these institutionalized things uh, are pretty pervasive, like the status quo or whatever. Uh, it just keeps mm-hmm. going unless there's yeah. more uh, awareness and conversation about it, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's like personal. That's like the best we can do from like an individual perspective. Obviously there's like lots of things we can do like collectively as a society and like people are working together on that and like activists are working on that. And if you want to get involved in that, that's chill too. But like you just want to make a difference in like the day-to-day shit and like make a difference in your own community and the people around you. Like that's literally the best thing you can do. Hell yeah. That day-to-day shit, it's so important because that's what really changes like the culture on a whole, right? That's what changes it. It's slow, but it happens. We're yeah. doing it, guys. I mean, I hope <laughs> listeners are doing it. I, yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, shout out to the listeners. I don't know. Shout out to the listeners. You guys, are, you guys are doing great. You guys are really doing it. And if you want yeah. more great feminist style info, that's when you check out Cavern of Secrets. Yeah, you could let my the whole shits is still online, so you can go ahead and listen to all of that. It was like. 24 episodes i think all the shits go check them out 24 shits online go listen to all of those available where podcasts are also available is what i would say i don't know if we were doing like streaming was the thing for podcasts back then like spotify and stuff but anyways it's definitely on itunes so there's yeah and there's a bunch of great interviews who was who who were your top few interviews who are your ones that you're like if you had to check out only one or two if you only if you're gonna die very soon, check out these <laughs> ones ASAP. I'm sorry about sorry oh. to hear that. First of all, <laughs> that's hard. They're all like my babies in some way. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, but I, I think that like a good one that was like really fun because they kind of ranged from being like fun and funny to being like pretty serious. A really good one is the one I did with Carrie Brownstein. So she's like in a band called Sleater Kinney and she's also on Portlandia and she was just like really, really funny. And like, that's a super funny episode. Um, and I think it's, it's good. And, and people would know, might know her. Right. So uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, Easy so there access. You go. Like you're, I'm not just like, I, I definitely interviewed people you probably wouldn't know, but like she's like a fairly big big name that I interviewed and on that podcast and it's a good episode. I think also uh one with Nam Kiwanuka is really good. She's a journalist here in in Canada. She also, for any of you who are like my age, <laughs> which is thirty three, uh, or around there, she was a VJ on much music. I was like excited to meet her because I was like, <laughs> cool. I was like a VJ. <laughs> a VJ. Do they even have those anymore? I don't know. I don't think so. Every time I turn on much music, they're playing The Simpsons, which I'm not necessarily mad about, but mm-hmm. like, it doesn't see. I think they just call it Much now, and they play like Much Simpsons. Right, and there's no VJs. I don't think so, but I don't know. I haven't watched enough of it to see if there's still if that's like they put. I don't know. Used to be so great, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's no countdown. You can't turn on it at seven o'clock or whatever and watch countdown of the top it ten used... videos. Yeah, <laughs> it used to be like clockwork. If you want to see some music videos, you could turn it on. It also just used to have like a vaguely cable access vibe, <laughs> which I really liked. You know, like they kind of let them do whatever, but they also interviewed like 
big name like music celebs. So yeah, and they made them come weird. in and sit on stools, <laughs> like tiny stools. Yeah. Oh my god. And then remember when they would like close off Queen Street and you go and like it was like the Backstreet Boys or whatever, and they would like <laughs> do those fucking like intimate and interactives where they yeah, like they came out someone and like they perform oh man i fucking love that shit when i was like an adolescent and a teenager <laughs> for sure what were some of the big uh ones you saw obviously backstreet boys did you go see well i didn't go see didn't any do of it. them oh you didn't actually go but you imagine what it would have been like yeah, I'm from the country. Like, I'm oh, from okay. the middle of fucking nowhere. And my parents were definitely not, like, driving me to Toronto for <laughs> that shit. Although, they did, like, take me to Toronto and take me to the, like, Much Music building. Like, the Chum building. It's got crazy. a truck driven into the roof. Did you see that? And it, yeah, and it used to have Speaker's Corner. Oh, it used to have Speaker's Corner. And if anyone doesn't know, the listeners, uh, it was a Canadian institution. This crazy is, like little video confessional booth that you go in, you put a dollar in and you could record your like minute or 30 second long uh, video. And uh, that's where bare naked ladies were discovered. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And also there was like a show. So they, every like week on like Sunday, they would take like, they would do a compilation of like 30 minutes of speakers corner videos. And so you could watch and see if like, you your thing ended up on it or someone you knew was on it or whatever but you could also just watch it it was like it was like kind of like proto reality tv in a way right like it was a bit proto like youtube in a very weird way like just this ability to like say whatever you want and like maybe get it on tv i don't know it was like such a fucking weird the late 90s and like early aughts were truly a wild fucking time it is so weird and you'd think that they you would have something like that today like you could do a speaker's corner where you don't even have to go to the corner like you should just like send in a rant or whatever like do a selfie video and send oh my god it, it could into... be like and then like going live on instagram on like a channel with like a ton of instagram you know what i mean like, yeah yeah and then every sunday it's the same thing like you're the best like rants <laughs> make it yeah. to the the sunday show or whatever i mean hey it's still good it was reality tv turned out to still be popular <laughs> is this like a business idea should we do this should we start this as a youtube channel and become I'll, YouTube celebrities? <laughs> I'll edit this out <laughs> so the idea is ours <laughs> sorry listeners <laughs> yeah. yeah fuck you man we just had a good idea this episode like might said, never air because <laughs> we're rich now yeah i need all the income sources i can get so so yeah, you're pounding the pavement. Uh, if I may ask, what's lo- your line of work? What are you looking uh, for? I work in the tech industry. Uh, it's horrible. Um, it's not. It's fine. It definitely pays money, so that's good. And I've I've been lucky personally, like in terms of like working with really good people and shit. So it like every other job has its issues, but yes. So that is what I do. I work on the client side, which kind of means what it sounds like it means i guess <laughs> right, like, yeah, you're like hobnobbing with the, the the people who are making the decisions whether they want to to buy yeah. to work with your company or not or whatever yeah yeah, yeah exactly <clears throat> so yeah i'm like i'm not a programmer or any of that kind of thing so but you know programmers and you know what they do <laughs> yeah, 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 and you can yeah, explain yeah. that to people who want to know <laughs> yeah. my sister knows how to program she works in video games so oh that's cool like, yeah she works for ubisoft so that's cool ah, she's like ubisoft cool. yeah she's playing video games right now she was like let me know when you're done and we can watch great british pickoff or 
Great British Baking Show. <laughs> Great British Bake Off. I've never watched it, but people seem to love it. Just, do you know when you just like want to watch something that's like really fucking low stakes, but also like kind of high stakes, but like emotionally high stakes, but also just like very charming and wholesome. And like the same thing happens, like that repeats the same formula in every episode. Mm-hmm. So it's like very soothing. Yeah. And you're not like, oh, I have to like think really hard about this. You know? I do know. Uh, and there used to be channels that just had nothing but that kind of like TV pablum. But they kind of have gone away. They used to have all those, like, you know, cookie cutter shows where they would just play a block of these, like, what was it, like, I Love the 80s and all those, like, just talking oh, head yeah. shows. You just, like, have that on in the background for hours. VH1, baby. VH1, well, yeah. Yeah. Baking, sh- the Great British Baking Show is good, too, because, like, you do, like, learn about baking. It's kind of, like, vaguely educational as well, which I like. Oh, that is good. Too. So when you're making your own puff pastries at home, you're like, of course, mm-hmm. the butter needs yeah. to be room temperature. No, it does never needs to be room temperature. I sorry, I don't mean to correct you, it but needs like, to be I cold. To needs to be so 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 cold. When you're making pastry, everything needs to be cold all the time, or else you have a soupy, disgusting mess. Like, yeah, don't. Of course, that's not, what I meant to say. I was testing your problem. knowledge, and you came through <laughs> with flying colors. Look, I went to school for this. I should know. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I should know. Okay. Yeah, baked goods comes up again. It's important. What's your favorite baked good? Oh, I really like like a croissant. Just a good um, croissant. Well, yeah, like a good plain croissant. Maybe one has cheese in it. Maybe there's like an almond situation as well. Mm. Maybe there's a chocolate croissant. Yes. I just like like flaky pastry type stuff. Flaky pastry, any accompaniment will do. Yeah, pretty much, actually. That's, like, my shit. That's, like, just the most straightforward flaky pastry. Just, like, the most accessible. Most places have them. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. And, like, really good. What's your favorite place to go? Let's give some shout-outs to local places where you go to get a good croissant. I literally have three croissants in a bag right now from a cafe on... I'm so excited to eat them. From a cafe on... Fucking pretty sure they're on Richmond. I always get Richmond and Adelaide mixed up. Me, too. So, whatever one's closest to Queen... Do you know where the Starbucks is on the corner with the big um, sculptural sculptural thimble? Oh, yeah. Is that Adelaide or Richmond? Uh, How have you here for 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know because I'm not from there. Never uh, was. Yeah. I'm out of towner. Uh, anyways, it's on either Richmond or Adelaide, the one closest to Queen. It's called Alternative Cafe. They make these like bomb fucking almond croissants that they then fill. So I have three flavors right now. One's Nutella and almond, one's coconut and almond, and one is blueberry and almond. And they are so delicious. <laughs> They're so like salty and crunchy, but like sweet. Mm, love it. I don't actually know where I think the best like salty croissant is. I enjoy the Wanda's ones, honestly. I think that's probably a bit sacrilege, but I do like those ones. Yeah. Do you ever make them yourself? Do you ever uh, make them from scratch? No, because it's insane to do. (laughs) Do Butter's got to be so cold. It's got to be cold. And, like, you have to fucking... So how you make puff pastry is that, like, you make a dough and then you fold butter into that dough and you roll it out. And then you do that, like, X amount of times and then you get it cold. And then... You do that again, and then you get it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, it takes so, so fucking long. It's because you need to get what's called lamination in your dough, 
which is like the butter, like the butter, when you fold it over like that, it gives the butter a chance to like be within the layers of the dough. And that's mm-hmm. what causes that like flaky, like yeah. beautiful texture of croissants and like really good, really good pastries. That's the science behind it. Yeah. Oh, man. Food science. <laughs> you got to know about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you can tell I'm like sitting in a room where I can smell my own cooking. <laughs> 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 Those tomates uh, still going? The tomates are simmering? Oh, yeah, they're going. Yeah, you got you really got to low and slow the situation here. That's what I want your listeners to know. <laughs> well, everyone, if you got your tomates on, keep them going. Keep them yeah. low, simmering at a low uh, heat uh, temperature. Yeah, it's really important. <laughs> All right, well, I got a couple more. Oh, uh, do you remember the podcast called Chelsea Peretti? Yeah, oh my god, one of my all-time favorito podcasts. All-time favorite toes. Filmed live from Madison Square Garden every week. One of no, the, it was live from the Staples Center. The Staples Center, LA. sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, Center Court of Staples Center um, in <laughs> L.A. And it's just a good podcast. I think it's still up if you want to listen. It's basically yeah, just, I, uh, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but... Chelsea Pretty answering calls... Uh, <laughs> And usually ripping people to shreds is great. Just being so rude. It's amazing. If you love to hear people get roasted. Roasted and like hung a, up on until they couldn't even. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And she sometimes has weird guests on that like, like Nick Kroll's been on a bunch of times, like doing a weird yeah, character. character. She like won't. It's like she doesn't introduce him as Nick Kroll. And it's never stated that it's him, but it was like him, you know. Yeah, actually, Aziz was on one time. Yeah. Uh, as like one a... time she called it. Yo, one time she, back in the day, she had the Kid Marrow call. So, like, Marrow was on that oh, podcast. Damn. Like, they knew each other from living in New York. And that's, like, how I heard of Marrow. I think I already follow, followed Jesus on Twitter, but that's how I heard of Marrow. And I was like, oh, weird. Anyways. That's a... And now that guy's a big-time TV star. Yeah, as is Chelsea Pretty. Like, this is also, like, before she was, before Brooklyn Nine-Nine mm-hmm. really popped off. Or, like, maybe they only had one season. Like, yeah, she was still Yeah, I think of... when she got to be famous, <laughs> she definitely yeah. stopped doing the podcast. I think she kept doing it a little more, but, like, I kind of, yeah... I got a different job where I couldn't listen to podcasts as much, and I really became a bad podcast listener. Ah, so what other podcasts do you listen to as a podcast listener, even though you don't have much time now? I, like, very religiously listen to the Chelsea Pretty one. I've listened to every episode of The Champs, which is a podcast that Moshe Kasher and Neil Brennan had, and for a while, DJ Doug Pound. Yeah, you can't forget DJ Doug Pound. That was a great podcast. I also listened to it. Honestly, it went a little downhill after DJ Doug Pound left. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no. It was like, that was for sure the death knell of the podcast. (laughs) But although those early podcasts are great, uh, yeah, I listened to everyone. The Blake Griffin episode is like when I knew that he was one of my sports husbands. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, what else? Oh my God, I listened to... All these old I just, podcasts, I was like, oh, yeah, these old podcasts that aren't around anymore. They're so good. I spent a long time listening to Marin as well. Um, but, like, I found the certain, like, 
I didn't like him interviewing women. Like, I was always like, I can tell when you want to, like, fuck one of these people. So, like, right. Oh, yeah. Also, I just, like, couldn't listen to... Like, there was a time when he would just, like, always talk about his, like, 28-year-old wife who, like, wanted to have a baby. And he was like, I don't want to have a baby. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you're old. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, like, you're, like, 50-something. Like... Of course, your 28-year-old girlfriend, like, wants to have a baby, you dumb fuck. Like, I was like, why are you acting like this is a hard-to-solve problem? I was like, I really feel, I wish this was a call-in show. Because I'd be like, uh, <laughs> hey, I have some advice for you. <laughs> so that you can move the fuck on. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's a great, I, yeah, great podcast, WTF. But, yeah, I understand, like, certain, certain ones are you know obviously better than others but uh like i have a friend who is in a band and he doesn't like it when he interviews musicians because he tries to talk yeah. like too technical talk but he's not really a musician himself kind yes of thing. i also that's the other one i hate i'm <laughs> with your friend like it is so fucking annoying because he thinks like he's just like especially when he was really in a bad place vis-a-vis his general career like i just felt like he was one of those dudes it's like yeah i like uh I, I like play the guitar and like i really like music and you're like okay man like we get it <laughs> i tried to listen to the one where he interviewed the guy from the mountain goats and i was like i this is almost worse than than how he talks to women it's very weird yeah definitely weird vibe with uh musicians especially the ones that he idolizes and i guess with uh with women as well mm, pretty wild just into the gina davis one some crazy stats with that one. Oh no i haven't oh, i haven't G- listened to Marin in a long time uh, yeah it's kind of i sort of pick and choose but uh gina davis was a good recent one and she's like all uh studying the like women in film and Mm -hmm. she's like created this um like think tank about it and as they have all this data now that they've gathered so she goes and approaches like studios and is like hey did you know that's like two percent of movies have a woman lead or whatever (laughs) (laughs) that's great yeah so yeah it's good that's uh good um well they're both on glow together i guess that's how he landed that one (laughs) yeah 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 have you watched glow i haven't watched it is it good yeah, I've watched it. I like it. Um, actually, Mark Maron's really good on it. But he's, like, very awful. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's a fucking <laughs> terrible person. And you're like, yeah, okay, this tracks. Um, not that I think, like, he, him in real life is, like, his character. But, like, he is very good at playing, like, a fucking smarmy kind of, like, piece of shit, like, art guy. Um, yeah, he, get, he gets it. Yeah, the rest of the cast is good. Like, I enjoy it. It's, like, a fun... It's like fun, but also serious. It's fun, but um, also it's definitely serious. cute. It's worth a watch. Yeah, worth a watch. All right. So, what else? What are your top recommends for the listeners? What are you watching? Oh well, this summer I've watched a lot of. I've already watched a lot of it, and I was rewatching a lot of Drag Race. And I also watched all of Drag Race All Stars, which I hadn't seen. So oh, that was Roop. great. How's Roop, Roop doing? Paul. <laughs> it's doing great. I mean. Same old, same old over at over at Drag Race, you know. Just cash the um, check every week. Hell yeah! Uh, I watched Tuca and Birdie. Tuca and Birdie's so good. Everyone should watch Tuca and Birdie. Yeah, it I heard canceled, it got canceled. That's a it's surprising. A perfect, perfect fucking TV show. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Also, Fleabag. I'm like, I'm not saying anything new. These right, are like okay. shows that people like. You yeah, know what I mean? sure. <laughs> um, these are shows people the, like. These listeners, uh, the listeners know about these ones, but you yeah, know, it's nice to confirm that they're good. <laughs> I watched season eight of Bob's Burgers last week. Oh hell yeah! Great. Wonderful, it's a wonderful TV program. <laughs> <laughs> Still going. 
Yeah, that's great. That's great. H.J. Benjamin, check him out. Oh, yeah, fuck. Also, the glass blowing show on Netflix. Fucking oh, slaps. yeah. Damn. That. I watched like two episodes of that because I was just like all of a sudden just watching it. Uh, and it's surprisingly good. It's filmed in Canada. They're always like, this kid students are from Sheridan College. I'm like, yeah, shut out. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Please love watch a good, the, love a good please watch the glass blowing show. It's wonderful. Glass blowing show. Check it out. All right. Well, looks like we're starting to wind her down. We got the questions from Twitter. Okay, well, we got a question from Matt Collins. It's your comedy show partner, Matt Collins. It is. Hi, Matt uh, Collins. <laughs> at Mitch Bergini on Twitter, of course. And his question for you is, is comedy a form of theater? And as a follow-up, is theater literature? <laughs> oh, this is like an inside you, joke. This is like a fun inside joke. That's what I was hoping for. Some, um, yeah. I mean, Matt's just being mad. He's just being, a... <laughs> he's just being a dick, which I love. That's why we get along very well. Um, I don't think comedy is theater, although I do think it is performance art. Um, I think literature and theater obviously have a lot of crossovers, like, or else I wouldn't have taken courses in university on plays. And I have a literature degree. So oh, whoa. We didn't even I think touch I would that on thing that. Or two about that. So just to like literally answer Matt's question, <laughs> that's, that's my answer. But also my answer is fuck you, Matt. But also love you, Matt. <laughs> great answer. <laughs> so thanks, uh, Matt, for that great question. Um, so theater and literature okay so what are the good plays what plays should we see what are the good plays i don't know you know what i mean like you don't have a favorite play like i'm not really like a huge theater person i will always go see a theater production actually you know what i'll throw some canadian shit out there so uh indigenous canadian writer his name's thompson highway he wrote a bunch of plays but two really good ones are the res sisters and dry lips out of moves to campus casing um, I've seen the Red Sisters put on at Factory. It was really good. Um, yeah, Thompson Highway, very great, great Canadian playwright. Hell yeah. Go check it out if it's being put up near you. Yeah, check your th- local theater listings. Check the listings. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this next question comes to us from Todd Williams, Todd Papi Carlos, at the Todd Williams on Twitter. And it's his signature question, and it is. If you were in the band Kiss, what would your makeup and deal be? <laughs> That's such a good, dumb question. So shout out to this guy. <laughs> it's, um, it's friend of the show, Todd Williams. <laughs> Gotta go listen to his podcast and everyone should be following him on Twitter. One of the greats. Fuck. I think that like, <laughs> uh, I'd be really mad if I was in Kiss, first of all, because Kiss fucking sucks. And Gene Simmons is not a great dude. Um, and also, like, imagine working with Gene Simmons. Absolute nightmare zone. Also, the other guys in Kiss are weird as fuck. The like, Kiss as a whole is, like, a weird thing. Sorry, this is my really long way to answer this question. Um, but I feel like I'd really... Like, if I was in Kiss, I'd be the member they didn't like because I'd really be phoning it in. I'd be doing, like, cat makeup, but I'd be doing, like, slutty Halloween costume cat makeup. You know what I mean? Like, okay. little nose, like, little whiskers. Because, like, I don't actually wear makeup. And, like, that shit clogs your pores. And I have to tell you that, like, my pores not being clogged is, like, really important to me. And so I think that 
kiss would make me be a tambourine player who did like a little cat. I get like I'll put like cat ears on and like a little tail. <laughs> oh, like, you go extra. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't sacrifice my skincare routine for fucking Gene Simmons. Right. So no like white no. background. Gene just the just like a f- light whiskering. That shit is like the worst stuff you can put on your face. Like even at Halloween, like you should like only do it once. You know what I mean? Like yeah, if you you know what I mean. It's, it's not, not good for it, not good like, for your skin. So what is good that. for your skin? Let's break it down. What's your routine? Honestly, it's really important to wash your face. It's really important to moisturize, and it's really important to wear sunscreen. If you mm. do those three things, you're probably good to go. Do those three things. Do them to your neck as well. Honestly, as I get older, I'm like mm. keep going down onto my like chest as well because you need to get that in there. But like the great thing about modern technology is you can buy a moisturizer that also has an SPF in it and you want to use a broad spectrum SPF this goes for every time you use sunscreen you have to look for broad spectrum UVA UVB that's the good shit and that's the shit that's actually like protecting you and that's the shit you want to put on your face so So wash your face best quality on your face face. yeah but you got to have broad spectrum on everything and better if it's in your moisturizer yeah get it's just easy. That's what I do. I have a right. moisturizer with sunscreen in it. It's beautiful. So instead of Works like perfectly. applying two different things, you're saying you just yeah. hop out that shower, pop, pop, moist, moist at the door. <laughs> yeah. Protected. You can get into all sorts of other shit. Toning and exfoliating and face masks and all that good shit. Yeah. Like eye creams, whatever. But like with the most important things are washing your face, moisturizing sunscreen. So baseline every day that. And then maybe on special occasions... Sure, get one of those masks that has like a fun oh. face on it, or uh, yeah, do <laughs> do some sort of yeah exfoliation. Listen, Sephora is like a crazy place, man. That's it's even insane shop, like, in there. It's the crazy place. I really get sucked into skincare all over the place. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I um, I've gone in there, you know, to get uh, gifts, <laughs> and I always have a very specific list, uh, and I always just instead of trying to find anything, I just go exact straight to a person <laughs> i'm like yeah where is these six things <laughs> and they're yeah. like all in seven like spots six other spots over the store that i never would have found <laughs> i'm just like thank you thank you person <laughs> thank you shoppers employees we thank love you, you. Employee. thank you well that's great so thank you to todd williams for that great question you gotta check him out Oh, a couple more questions here as we wrap this podcast up. This question comes to us from the Timmy Toes on Twitter. It's Timmy. And his question is, what's the best live performance you've ever been to? Music, stage, etc. Oh, damn. That's so tough. I don't know, like, Beyonce? Mm. <laughs> Honestly? <laughs> Hey, if that's if what jumps would, out to you, if that's what if the question is asked, and that's what I you think, think of, yeah. then hell yeah, it's Beyonce. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I've seen so much fucking live music in my life. Like, I've been going to shows regularly since I was, like, 14. And so I've seen, like, crazy good shit. I've seen a lot of cool stuff. Um, I've seen a lot of big shows. I've seen a lot of small shows. There's other shows that are, like, in my top five or top ten or whatever. But, right. like... Just from a from a performance and like staging and like visual perspective, like, like Beyonce is like on some other shit, yeah. So what are the um, other highlight ones that you would just be like, yeah, I went to this, yeah, I saw Rolling Stones in a tiny club for one hundred or whatever. 
Um, I saw Neil Young play at the Fox Theater in Detroit, which was fucking awesome. Oof. I saw the Weaker Thens play at a Ooh, super small yeah. bar in Hamilton called the Casbah, which was fucking awesome. Shout out to local place, Casbah, Hamilton, Ontario. I've seen some great shows there. Wonderful, wonderful place. Yeah. Honestly, uh, these two shows both at Massey Hall, but uh, Grizzly Bear being one. Uh, Nico Case being the other. Yeah, man. Do you know yeah, who's man. the great Damn. Best, best live rapper I've ever seen is uh, Freddie Gibbs. Amazing. If you can see Gibbs live, that's totally worth it. Cool. Um, he's fucking hype as hell live. Um, yeah, so I've seen a lot of live concerts, like music specifically. I've also seen like a, a good amount of theater stuff just from like having gone, like knowing theater yeah. people or whatever. But like, but music, music is, is like, yeah. music is the thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So like those are ones that like stand out from my life, you know? Hell yeah. Great. That, those are awesome. And uh, Timmy's last question here. Which light switch is better? Little nub or flat plate? <sighs> That's a good question. I think if you're fumbling in the dark, it's little nub because you got something to find, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm struggling to find... Yeah, your hand is out the on the wall. It's flat. And yeah, and, and you have the to... The ones f- in my apartment are all the flat ones. Um, yeah. I don't even know if I've ever thought of that. That's such an interesting, like, design question. <laughs> yeah, great question. Oh, shout out. Like, you guys are doing great. It's satisfying. <laughs> satisfying when you flip it, right? <laughs> yeah, satisfying when you flip it. Like, that's the OG shit, too, right? Like... Yeah. Sometimes the flat ones are a little, again, yeah, they're less satisfying. It's like, when are we going to get flip phones back, you know? Do you it's, remember the yeah. feel of closing a flip phone? So good. I just keep them around just to do that sometimes. Yeah, I found one of mine the other day when I was cleaning out a drawer. I was like, sick. It is fun <laughs> to play with, and you're like, yeah. and that's that, snap. <laughs> pretend, exactly. to be, pretend to be yelling at your boss. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, I got a final question here, and it is from uh, at Isabel Zatun on Twitter, friend of the show, Isabel Zatun Aww. from Pigeon Fantier, and the question is, when did you last cry in front of another person, or by yourself? Oh, God, like, recently, I cry all the time in front of people who I'm comfortable with. Um, I probably cried in front of, oh... Maybe my sister. It was probably my sister that I cried in front of last. But we live together, so it do be like that. Oh, that's she nice. came home the, earlier this week to find me very sad, like sitting in the dark and like crying and smoking weed. So <laughs> that was probably the last person that saw me cry. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Um, sounds nice. That's nice to get to live with some fam. fam yeah. Fam my sister and the cat. We do great here. Oh, that's very nice. Good roomies. Yeah, they're lovely. The cat's sitting next to me right now. All right. And final question. Describe your ideal purge situation. Oh. My ideal purge situation is like I am one of the first people purged because that <laughs> stresses me out to think about living that. Just I feel don't want to deal with zombies. it. <laughs> I'm like, no, I right. just kill myself. Like, Would you kill yourself or would you just let the zombies get you? I would probably kill myself. Yeah, I guess it's easier. I don't want to be cognizant for my brains being eaten, you know? It's true, yeah. That would be the worst way to go. So, yeah, like... You don't want to be of... in a ragtag bunch of survivors? <laughs> no. Do you know what the most unrealistic writing in television is? Is The Walking Dead. 
Because, like, someone gets pregnant on that show. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's so stupid. That's so <laughs> stupid. Who, If you're fucking during the, the zombie apocalypse, like, you better be wearing, like, six garbage bags and, like, 18 condoms and then, like, pulling out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> you're taking every possible caution to not get like what are you gonna raise a baby in the zombie apocalypse oh the only life you've ever known is running screaming horrified from these terrifying monsters yeah and uh it's not even the zombies that you have to worry about it's the other people Ooh. yeah worst episode of survivor ever yeah so well that show really went downhill for me <laughs> uh, so <laughs> i don't mind crapping on it too much uh yeah it didn't end up great but for a while, pretty fun. Yeah. I just watched the first three episodes and I was like, I would have killed myself already. <laughs> <laughs> not realistic. <laughs> this uh, show about zombies is actually not realistic to me. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, when you can't yeah. suspend your disbelief about the zombies. <laughs> well, Lauren, I think we freaking did it. I think we done did a podcast. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. Friends of the show. Everyone follow Lauren online at Internet Lauren. I mean, she's locked right now, so I mean, you I'll have to, in. You have to in. request that. Please yeah. let me follow you, is it's what you can say. I'm, it's just because I'm trying to get a job, everyone. So yes. Trying to, to fuck that up for Once me. Once you get the job on lockdown, the uh, account might come off lockdown. Yeah, you never exactly. know. So check back. It could be unlocked. Hopefully, by the time this airs, it's friggin' been unlocked because you've been gainfully employed for a while now. So. That'd be tight. Best of luck with your job search. I'm sure it'll pop off soon. Thank you. And thank yeah, you thanks, for having me. Thanks for being on. Uh, this was fun. And so now I play the theme again. And as we say, our goodbyes. So watch out for Cavern of Secrets coming back to podcast land. Yeah, late October. <laughs> late Oct. Check it. Fall 2019. All right, and follow Internet Lauren on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Lauren. You'd be smart to follow at Internet Lauren for, on Twitter for fun stuff, links to her podcast, Cavern of Secrets, and more. For all the old Friends of the Show episodes, visit www.stevenwskitter.com or find it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever. Please leave a rating and review. Follow at FOTSPod on Twitter to find posts about the latest episodes and when to send questions. And you may also follow me on Twitter, at SkinnerSteven. Just doing tweets, you know, check it out. Thanks to Ruby Coast for the music. Thanks to Kyle I. Davidson for the theme. And thanks to you very much for listening. I'm Stephen W. Skinner. Have a great one. <laughs>